sizzling installation of Whitlock and the Vaughn, a fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. I am your host, Aaron Whitlock. I could not be more excited and more ready to deliver some searing hot takes today. I'm joined, as always, by my fiery co-host, John Kennard Vaughn. He's fresh off a trip to Charlotte. How are things down in Hornet country, JK? The purple and teal was uh, was rocking. City Charlotte's a great city. Had a lot of fun. Halloween. Saw some funny Halloween costumes. Drank some beer. Got drunk. Got into the stepped into the wrong aisle. <laughs> I was getting back on my plane Sunday, so I was a little discombobulated. But all in all, it was a fun trip. Well, I'm glad you had a good time because uh, <laughs> today I'm might not be so down fun the to you. Of hell, yeah. <laughs> if you are a returning viewer or listener, we greatly appreciate you sticking with us. If you're new to the show, oh boy, you picked a great time to hop aboard the train because this is about to be the best ev- episode we've ever done. Uh, we've got Wizards fighting Warriors. We've got the triumphant return of Flop of the Week. And, uh, uh, yeah, JK's going to take on the Carolina Reaper. Hottest pepper in the world. Staring at me right in the face. Oh, man, it's an oh. angry-looking little bastard. Yeah. Uh, please give us a follow at fanball underscore WATV. I've actually got that right this week. Uh, we're only 5,000 followers behind a new NBA-themed internet show that's uh, hosted by, I won't name any names here, but hosted by a former porn star and a retired NBA All-Star who is arguably best known for bringing a gun into the locker room and also being a real dick to Swaggy P's kid. Uh, So our new goal is to surpass and outlast that show. So please hit us with a follow. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your neighbors, tell those annoying Facebook friends that you'd never actually talk to in real life, but you're never going to unfollow them because they say some real dramatic shit to give us a listen. Uh, and if it helps to get the ball rolling, you can you can tell them that one of us was formerly involved in the adult entertainment industry. If you need to say that uh, J.K. did like a really obscure golf porn where he plays the the part of Jim Feardick, and it's titled the Nineteenth Hole, and <laughs> see where that takes you. I'm not gonna be mad. Some say my golf swing looks like Jim Feardick, but then it's not the only thing that looks like Jim Feardick, <laughs> is it? Oh boy, very similar strokes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of different career paths, uh, I did want to let you both know that if, if we go up in flames here, my next idea, just a little creative, Alex told me he didn't like this too much, but it's a show that I would like to call Being a Dick to Children. I did get inspiration from somebody I mentioned earlier, I'll be honest, but the premise of the show is just basically a ripoff of Pros versus Joes, only instead of for uh, former professional athletes beating up on, you know, just every or regular average everyday Joes. It's it's me uh, beating children in athletic competitions and uh, just really average children, by the way. Like, I don't want any child prodigies coming up against me, like just children that I can really dunk on, like on an eight foot hoop, <laughs> just really put the dad mood on them, you know, just back them down in the post, uh, hit them with a stiff arm. So Keep a lookout for that if if you don't see J.K. and the Vaughn anymore. And <laughs> so, speaking of beating up, let's let's get to my brick of the week. Let's move on before we get completely derailed in the intro. My brick of the week, we had the uh, the battle between the Wizards and the Warriors, which sounds Oof. like some Lord of the Rings stuff, Oof. but it's actually not as cool as that. Um, it, it was called a fight, but this is definitely the kind of quote fight that uh, hockey Twitter definitely kills NBA Twitter on. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. cause there's no punches, you know, and like 
to hear the call oh. in the game, they're like, oh, it's a brawl. It's breaking yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> Not a single punch thrown. No. <laughs> you had the slap that started it, right? The Bradley Beal slap, and that was the closest thing we got to an actual blow. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to call it, it was a... <laughs> It was a, a little slap. Maybe even giving it too much credit. <laughs> you're you're probably right. It but, was yeah. I guess slap. Yeah, pretty weak. So, what is your what is your take on the slap by Bradley Beal? Who do you kind of who do you side with here? Oh, I'm team. I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm team Draymond. You kind of have to be. Yeah. Like, there's really I mean, no other just, side. He's just getting he's getting the bad end of this, and he was it was he wasn't even the instigator, or he didn't even start anything. It was all Beal, and yet Green comes out. With the heaviest fine, yeah, gets the fine, gets kicked out of that game. Yep, it's kind of it's it's head scratching that they can't see through that a little bit more because you know I kept looking on the replay. I just think all the, whenever the refs see Draymond in the middle of it, it's, unfortunately, that's just he's gonna get. You know what I mean? He's gonna be tossed. Right, and you're asking more out of him because what he's been saying in in. Uh, in the aftermath of this is that, you know, what am I supposed to do? This guy smacks me yeah. in the face. Like I didn't punch him. I just kind of grabbed him. Yeah. And you know, if somebody punches you on the street, like you have the right to defend yourself. Exactly. Which I think he's completely justified in, which by the way, I don't think Bradley Beal wanted any of that to be completely honest. Oh, like no. in a fight. No, no way. Absolutely not. Like no, he's, you gotta go, yeah, Draymond hundred percent. He's lucky yeah. he got to the clinch there. Yeah. Cause <laughs> if yep. it comes to blows, that could get ugly. Do you think Draymond was talking some shit to him? Do you think he said something that maybe crossed the line? He's a noted shit talker. Well, yeah, but I mean, no, I don't think he was anything to cross the line. No, but was he talking shit? Yeah, but that's the NBA in general as a whole. Absolutely, yeah, it's part of the game, Do I right? Think, I mean, crossing the line, I don't think so. No, I'm not. Not to say I'm not saying Draymond deserved it. I'm just. No. I'm wondering he had to have because I kept like looking on the replay to see if he threw an elbow like previous, but there's nothing on no. that play. I think Beal was just being. Bill was just being immature and just—I don't know. I do wish I wish I would have tweeted it out because I was on the phone with a buddy. And I said though, right then when they both got ejected, that there was no way the Warriors weren't coming back to win that game, and they were down by 14 at the half, down by I think 18 at that point. And I know it's not the boldest prediction, you know, maybe Golden State wins that game either way. One of the best teams in the NBA, but yeah, Otto Porter's shooting the damn lights out. The Wizards are playing great basketball. You didn't need that play from Bradley Beal there. It really killed their momentum. Oh, absolutely. And, and you're right. Don't wake a sleeping giant. You know what I mean? I mean, not to say the Warriors were sleeping, but they just weren't playing well. But now you're just giving them added motivation to come back and meet you guys. And you're absolutely right. As soon as that happened, you had, I mean, in game line, just load up on Golden State, right? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And I mean. It sucked if you had Draymond in a fantasy contest, obviously, but if you had Steph, if you had KD, it was actually kind of nice because it's one less option. If you, if you lost Beal, that's killer. Because I think, I think honestly, in a way, Washington needs Bradley Beal on the court more than Golden State needs Draymond in that game. In that game, yes. In that game, yes. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Washington is, I mean, they're pretty, I mean, they're not tremendously deep. No. Wall, Beal, Oubre's playing well, Porter's playing okay. No, it's not a deep bench. And though. then that's it. Ubre is the only one that plays significant minutes off the bench, really. They lost Frazier to, or no, they got Tim Frazier. He's a point guard, though. I mean, he can't really fill the shoes that Beal can. No, not, not from a score. They don't have anybody who can score no. like Beal can, who can no. fill it up like that. My one other question related to this, and I don't know if a lot of people caught this, but coming off the court, there's just this old white bald dude just giving Bradley so Beal the business. I didn't see that until you had so until I saw your your uh your notes in the show notes and I, I didn't can I we didn't pick can up we go on this. can we go one back right here it's it might be hard to see but it looks like this guy is giving Bradley Beal the finger. <laughs> it looks like he's just straight up flipping him off and then is he we, like a, 
doctor? What I don't. He's. He? I mean, he was furious. Like, I wish we had the actual video, but I mean, he is just yelling. He's in Bradley Beal's face, and you can see Bradley Beal's kind of smiling. Like at first, he was getting kind of mad, and then he just sort of smiles back, and I'm like, he's just sort of amused at it. But I gotta know who this guy is, man. I mean, you get a lot of Twitter tough guys who will talk shit to players like that avenue. But I mean. Granted, I mean, I'd, I know he's got security right there. He had measures yeah, to protect yeah, him. Yeah, he's but, got that guy right in front of him, yeah. But still. But he was letting him have it. Old, old bald guy right there, just giving it to Beal. I mean, is that Draymond's biggest fan? I, Does he really just not like Bradley Beal? I, I don't know. Yeah, who is there? there's no word on who that guy is? I haven't heard anything. I have, I, I thought when I was watching this all break the down, like, I was laughing so hard. Very quickly. Yeah, I thought no, so, huh? but no, nothing. Twitter wow. let me I, down. Yeah, I didn't see this until you pointed out in the show notes, yeah. And then I went back and, and saw the video again. He kind of looks like Matthew Barry the more I look at him now. Like a sort of skinnier... Older, yeah. Older Balder, Matthew Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Barry in another 10 years. Yeah. This is what your future looks like, Matthew Barry. Right there. Right there. Just that angry. Flicking off Bradley Beal in the tunnel. <laughs> All right, JK, what do, you, what do you got for us next? So my brick is going to be the ref from the Houston game, Memphis. Uh, this guy, the ref gets in the way of the path. This is... The video is actually, I think it's on our Twitter account. He just walks right in front of the pass. Harden dishes it out. It goes off him out of bounds. Go Gives the ball back to Memphis. And it would have been an easily completed pass to, to uh, Gordon on the side there. I mean, is this guy friends with Tim Donahue? Is he <laughs> best friends with Tim Donahue? I mean, if he's trying to throw this game, he's doing his absolute best to be completely obvious to throwing this game. I mean, it was that was most absurd. Like, it's one thing if you get in the way and you realize it, okay, give the ball back to Houston because Memphis wasn't going to get it. No, there was no chance. Absolutely no. I mean, he missed. There's First of all, there's a terrible, terrible so I, egregious flop by Mario Does Chalmers. he fall or does, did he trip or does he flop? See, I thought he stepped on a foot and Oh, tripped. did he get a foot it's, stepped it's on? It's tough to tell. Okay. Because if it's a, it's a poor flop attempt, even if he does it. Like, you were not even going to get fined for that because it's so poor. <laughs> it's that bad. It's yes, that weak it's that of a bad, flop. Yes. Yeah, I, I, that's a terrible look, by the way, for that ref. This look right here when you're doing this is just such a bad, like, oh. of all the ref, like, I kind of, you have to respect the one ref, like, two, three years ago who sized that one football player up and just tackled him. Remember yes. that, like, in yes. South Carolina? Yes. yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, he was in the middle of the field, yep. That's an all-time ref move right Oh, there. yeah, absolutely. But in this one, it's like, get, at least give the ball back. Yeah, how how you decide that that ball or, is... Or even initiate a jump ball bound to the free throw line and just say, hey, sorry, I got in the way, like, jump ball... But to give it right back to Memphis I as a turnover is ridiculous. His brain kind of froze up. I think he had a he had a Travis he panicked. Travis oh, yeah. Benjamin situation he over pan- the weekend. Oh, yeah, that's an all time brain just oh. season up on you. Can't yeah. do anything. This ref panicked, so that that's my brick. Tim Donahue's best friend right over there. All right, my swish of the week comes from my my first place Detroit Pistons. Uh very up and down on this team, by the way. It's like all I am is just super reactionary. I think last week I was saying how I hate this team. They have no future, and now they've beat the undefeated uh, Los Angeles Clippers and Golden State back to back. And I'm I'm fully on on the bandwagon again. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. We're winning the East this year. That's the Look tone. out. This will be the tone of the year, folks. Up and down. One week oh, you'll yeah. be like, sell, sell the team, sell Drummond. Next week, NBA champions, 2017, Detroit Pistons. Peaks and valleys. I know nothing else with Detroit Pistons basketball. Peaks oh, my and God. valleys. I knew All that right. was coming today. So Avery Bradley. Uh, Going against the uh, the Clippers in a late night game on Saturday, 
He gets a steal off of uh, Austin Rivers. He's wide open court. Nobody around. There's nobody else you can see. There's nobody in the picture. Oh, no, that's awful. And he just gets stuffed by the rim. And then to make matters worse, he does get the rebound off of this. Oh, no. And he misses the, oh, the bunny. Oh, God. Oh, man, it's so embarrassing. So that's, Is that number one for worst play of the year? Oh, God, it's... In the NBA? In the early season, I would say it's yeah. it's number one because it happens in action. This is live ball. Ugh. He just gets stuffed. So the reason this is my switch, though, is Tobias Harris has been absolutely murdering Avery Bradley <laughs> on his Instagram story over the past year. We've got audio of it, actually. Uh, Salty Al, can you cue that up for me, my man? All right. Bro, he, I thought you was finna windmill. I thought you just to do the, the way you slow stepped out there, I thought you was about to windmill. No, he, he, it happens, bro. No, it does not. It not like that. It does. He really didn't want to dunk it. <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is this, right? Me being your friend, I'm going to work out a deal with Shaq with you. We're going to get 10% royalties from him posting that video. That's all I'm going to say. You the poster child, right? But we're going to eat off this. Believe that. Hey. Hey. You, you made it, son. Fam, you on world star, dude. <laughs> Yo, you on world star, son. <laughs> uh, I love the addition of Avery Bradley. Love the chemistry going on. <laughs> you made it. You're on world star. You're on world. That's fantastic. <laughs> just, just clowning him. Uh, and that Jake, is fantastic. And Jake, then sorry, my switch to follow up the theme. Uh, Steph Curry, same, same scenario. A little bit, well, somewhat similar. It's it's after a loose ball, ball goes out of bounds. Curry takes it, thinks he's cool. Yeah, look at me, Steph Curry, blah blah blah, <laughs> Under Armour, blah. Goes up and and just the, it's a dead ball. He goes up and tries to dunk it and gets stuffed at the rim, right in front of the Raptors bench. And they are giving it to him. He comes up <laughs> after he finishes the dunk. He walks over and they are giving it to him. And he's like, it's a don't matter, don't matter, didn't count. But yeah, that was that, that's my switch to seeing Steph Curry get stuffed by the rim. Always go with the layup, Steph Curry. Who do you think you are, man? Yeah, you're you're not a dunker, Steph no. Curry. Dunker and a uh, layup guy and a, and a three pointer. He's not getting any feet picks after that one. No. He got he got no feet no. picks that night. He's no. in the doghouse. Feet privilege is probably taken away for a week. I'd say, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Maybe two weeks. You never know. Uh, you know, you remember what happened to Carmelo last year? He got stuffed by the rim. Yeah. I that thought, wasn't. A, I think that was another dead ball one, wasn't another it? Another dead ball. Yeah. But the crowd went nuts though. The crowd like. Picked up on it. Oh, it was like, oh absolutely. <laughs> if you're going up, don't come up weak for a dead ball dunk. Finish that thing. Yes, exactly. Yep. The the internet everyone's will watching you. Yep. When you take those extra steps in a dead ball, like, is he going to dunk it? He better not miss. And that's the only thing they're thinking. Don't miss this. Might not count on the court. Counts in the social media. Room. Oh. And social media never forgets. Social media is king. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to our studs and duds of the week. I'm going to start uh, with Tuesday's action. My stud going to be a guy who's been red hot. Not quite as hot as a Carolina Reaper, but still pretty hot. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's uh, He kind of stepped in uh, for D'Angelo Russell when he was hurt, and he's kind of continued to do his thing off the bench, stepping into the role vacated by Jeremy Lin with the injury. Um, mm-hmm. And Russell too, right? Russell missed a couple games too. He, he missed a couple. He's back now, but even uh, Russell back the other night, Dinwiddie poured in 22. Yeah. Um, so I think... Given the loss of Lynn, him stepping into that role, he's learned, he's earned the right at this point. Uh, played really well. He's scored 39 fanball points in two of his last three games. Uh, if you can get him for less than 6K, you might, if you get lucky, even still be able to get him uh, high fours, low fives. Uh, absolutely got to put him in a lineup right now. The pace that Brooklyn plays at, fantastic value. 
Uh, my dud. Now, this is uh, going a little bit on feeling here. Uh, I'm going to go with Andre Drummond as my dud on Tuesday. Uh, on paper, it's a good matchup against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I do expect a slight price rise from Andre. Uh, he's had a double-double in four of his last five games. He scored four straight uh, games of 45 fanball points or more. But this is a classic spot for for the Pistons to show uh, kind of have a low-energy, low-effort night against a Lakers team after two huge wins against the Clippers and Warriors. I just I kind of expect an off night from the Pistons, a little low-key, and I, I think Andre fails to hit his value. Pistons expecting an off night? <laughs> I I know this team. There are right? no off nights I, in Pistons basketball. I, I know this team, man. The the West Coast. I if if this is the same Pistons team, we'll we'll find out a lot this week because I think they close with L. A. and then Sacramento, which are two winnable. You should really go undefeated on this road trip. Mm-hmm. Now they mm-hmm. get uh, tonight off, play L. A. tomorrow, get another night off. Like no back to backs here. We'll see. I I'm predicting the dud. We'll see if I'm I'm proved wrong. On Wednesday, my stud's going to be Victor Oladipo uh, playing the Cavaliers who just aren't trying on defense right now. Um, you shouldn't have any issues with this, but he needs to be sub 8,000, I think, for him to be a value. Uh, he's fresh off of that game-winning shot against San Antonio. Uh, he's he's finally got his own team. This is his third team in three years, but it finally feels like Indiana is, is his team. He's leading the Pacers in scoring, scoring 25 a night. Uh, which he needs to do right now because he's not really getting many assists. He doesn't really attack the boards that hard. Uh, so you really do need him to score 20-plus to be viable in fantasy. But he's doing that with pretty great consistency. The Cavs, I don't think the Cavs have defensive problems, but they have an effort issue right now. It's just, they just don't care. Uh, you can speak to that, J.K. I mean, being a Cavs guy. Like, it's, it's awful. I mean, they're not even running out and contesting some shots. They're just letting guys shoot open shots. It is, you know, it is what it is, uh, but yeah. capitalize on it while you can. The trade so far has paid off. Lee Diapo and uh, Oh, Simone's. absolutely. Yeah, it's looking great. I mean, a lot better than, I mean, Indiana got killed at the time the trade was made. Oh, it's, been a bit, it's looked a lot better than initially thought. Exactly. I still think they probably could have done better, but we'll, we'll see. Um, and just a little bonus, John Wall against Phoenix is, uh, that's a no-brainer. That's easy money uh, for a stud. Uh, my dud will be Damian Lillard against the Utah Jazz. Uh, no one plays at a slower pace than Utah. Limits your possessions. Just kind of drags the game down. Uh, last year, Lillard lit up the Jazz for 59 and 78 fanball points in Portland. However, mm. in Utah, only scored 23 and 31 in his two trips to Salt Lake City. It's a Utah curse. It's that Utah, Utah. Utah curse. Nobody Mormon wants any curse. of it. Yep. The Not- Mormon curse, which, by the way, somebody called out called out uh, on the show last week that they uh, they thought that bit fell a little flat because Danny Ainge as it turns out is a Mormon. I think that further reinforces my case. <laughs> the Danny GM Ainge should have G- known. Yes. You can't go taking Gordon Hayward out of Utah. That's a direct slap in the face of the Mormon god. Can't do it. Can't do it. Which nope, by the way, next it. week, little little teaser here, we will be debuting a new segment, Mormon or not Mormon. Ooh. So keep a lookout for that. Ooh. And with that, all we'll segue on to JK for Thursday studs and duds. Okay, Thursday, my stud is going to be Lamarcus Aldridge versus the Golden State Warriors. If you go into our brand new Fanball Stats page, where Ooh. it lists all the players in their positions, it's really nice. Go to it, Fanball.com/stats. Um, he's the best Fanball power forward in the NBA right now, excluding. So they have Giannis still as a power forward in position category, and Ben Simmons is power forward too. So those are two. Giannis is more of a small forward. Simmons is running the point now with Fultz out. So he's the true – he's number technically he's number three, but he's the true power forward, number one. Yep. 
He's averaging 45 fan ball points a game, and Golden State's giving up 47. They haven't defended the big man well, like Aldridge, Thursday night against the Warriors. My dud on Thursday is going to be Alonzo Ball versus Portland at Portland. Interesting little tidbit I, I heard on the radio. Uh, Lonzo Ball is playing worse in national TV games than he is games that are not nationally televised. This game will be on TNT at 1030. He's shooting, he's shooting right now in national TV games is 3 for 17. Uh, Portland's top 10 in defending the point guard and fan, and fan ball, and they're also top 10 in defensive rating. They're at 7th with 98. So that's my dud for Thursday. That's surprising. I'm surprised Portland's playing so well. I mean, they've tr- cranked it up from a year ago. I, that's a huge improvement. Yeah. From, I know it's early. It's it's kind of hard with the stats this early on in the year because they yeah. can be subject and to your matchups. They've on the road a bunch too. I think so. They got a couple home games coming up here too. Good for them. Impressive. <clears throat> what do we got on Friday? Uh, John Wall versus the Cavs. I think you've already touched on it earlier with the Cavs defense. I mean, it's horrific, absolutely horrific, especially at the point guard position. You know, LeBron's playing point guard offensively, but he's not guarding the, the point guards defensively. They're a mess. Rose is just starting to come back. He doesn't look to 100%, but even his defense is, is pretty bad. They're not rotating this and that. Uh, they're giving up 61 fan ball points. Ooh, That's third worst. God. And their def- Cavs D rating is 109. It's 27th in the NBA. Yeah, until Go, you see an improved yeah. effort from the Cavs on the D, you might as well just target them yeah, damn near every night out. Absolutely. Go with John Wall and his uh, angry cat Gucci sweater, baby, <laughs> on Friday. My dud's going to be Kyrie Irving going against Oklahoma City. We got no love for Kyrie. I was just going to say, Kyrie hate, must hate this show. <laughs> Probably has never heard of it, but he oh, I hates think he, our I show. Think he's you think we get on his timeline? I we think uh, I think we're on his very uh, flat earth uh, radar. I think we're, yep. we're all about it. So uh, Oklahoma City is giving up 41 points a game to point guards. That's Kyrie's average. And he's his price is at 8300 so he's already under... He's not hitting his value at 8,300 by averaging 41 fanball points. So uh, go do avoid Kyrie Irving on Friday against OKC. I hate to have to do this, but am I coming through here? No, no I don't think I. I am. We're having some technical difficulties. I don't think my voice is coming through. I can't hear myself. I have no, I have no snare in my headphones. <laughs> my name is. <laughs> Okay, that's much better. Thank you. All right, now now I can go on to Saturday now that I can hear myself again. Salty L, I tell you what, another performance like this, and you're going to be eating one of these damn peppers next week, all right? You're you going to have to force me to eat those damn peppers. We will hold you down and Hell force you to the you fuck no. <laughs> wow, Salty L, coming in extra salty this week. Uh, going on to Saturday, I have, uh, I've got our stud, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Uh, against the Golden State Warriors, uh, he dropped 48 and 71 fanball points on them in two games mm. last year. Once he was starting to get some minutes, uh, after Denver actually figured out they had one of the best young centers in the league, uh, he dropped a 21 board, 12 assist, 17 point triple double, second of his career against Golden State last Ooh. year. Uh, and the Warriors, they've been a decent rebounding team, but they've been getting lit up on the offensive glass pretty consistently. Uh, so I like him in that matchup on on Saturday, and we'll go to J.K. for our dud. I'm going to go, my dud is going to be Mike Conley going to come against L.A. Clippers. Two words, Patrick Beverly. He's just defensive point guard position so well. Every time one of these top guys comes up and plays him, he takes it personally. Uh, and Conley just doesn't fill up the stat sheet for me. He does, he's not a double-double guy. He doesn't he doesn't do over anything overly well except for really score points. Yeah. He doesn't dish the ball that well. He doesn't rebound that well. 
They play so slow. Yeah. He's not, He's 18th right now in fan ball rankings for point guards. So stay away from Conley. His price will be a little bit high too. So don't like Conley against LA Clippers. And I'll let you close us out with our stud for Sunday. Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps. Uh, love Porzingis. He's playing well. He's playing really well right now. He's like the top. I think he's top three, top four, right behind. Yeah, he's right behind uh, Aldridge and obviously Anthony Davis. But um, love Porzingis. His price is only eight thousand six hundred. It's not anything crazy high. I mean Simmons is eight seven. So I like Porzingis. He's filling out the stat sheet for the Knicks really well this year. I like KP. All right, my dad's going to be Carmelo Anthony at the Portland Trailblazers, and I'll, I'll admit this one's a little cheap. There's a lot of good I, – I, I couldn't find anything I didn't like on Sunday. I mean, obviously some of those guys yeah. at the top are going to bust, but there's just some great Sunday matchups good, for the studs. Sunday has a good slate. Um, but on any given night, pretty much one of these guys is going to is going to have to fall short of their value between Russ, uh, Paul George, and Carmelo. So I'm going to take Carmelo to be the one who comes up a little short uh, – Portland, not known for his defense, but as J.K. touched on, they've been better this year, and they're stopping uh, stopping the forward position pretty well, at least not allowing a huge amount of, of fantasy points. So I'm going to go with Carmelo to uh, to round that one out. Let's go now to our flop of the week. Coming back, this is a spe- special, special flop edition. of the week, special edition, special coach edition. edition. We got Scotty Brooks. <laughs> coach, Did he get fined for this? Not yet, but he should. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Scott Brooks. Coach of the uh, of the Washington Wizards, this is the this is the end of the game. This is a a huge call actually. Uh, Wizards are up two when this happens, going into a timeout. Uh, Jokic kind of gives him the slightest little bump, and and he acts like he got a stiff arm from Adrian Peterson, and he <laughs> goes over, starts whining to the ref, gets the technical call. Uh, they hit the free throw. Washington goes on to win the game. Now maybe they win the game either way, but absurd move by Scott Brooks oh, yeah. here. And then to say afterwards, he's like, oh, I don't think he meant to bump me. <laughs> well, if you don't think he meant to bump <laughs> you... why did you act like why'd an you earthquake act- just happened? <laughs> yes! I mean, serious. And then go over to Pinwheeling. complain to the refs. My God. I mean, he should be embarrassed by that. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, that was terrible. Unbelievable. He should get fined for that. If players can't, why can't coaches? What What's worse, though? What was worse? This or the Jason Kidd spilling of the soda? This. Oh, this. I think so, too. Yeah. Coach flopping? Coach Oh, this is way. This is terrible. It's unprecedented. Oh, it's, we're we're into groundbreaking territory here with coach flop. Flopping season is off to a tremendous start in the NBA. And, and got it, coaches getting involved. Everybody wants in on the. Everyone action. wants in on the flops. At least, at least, kid eventually admitted to that he intentionally dropped yeah. the soda. Scott Brooks is is is. He won't even. Yeah, you're right. He won't even fess up to it. Like yeah, he was like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, I may have over exaggerated a little bit trying to get trying to get a call or something, but yeah, at least kid. Owned up to it. Be better, Scott Brooks. Be better. You're better than that. You. All right, let's go on to our uh, our three v three for the week. Mm. We're we're gonna clear right. clear this up just for the viewers and for the participants. This is a Tuesday to Sunday contest. Mm-hmm. Does not include Monday. So uh, just like we're helping you guys out Tuesday through Sunday, we're uh, gonna compete Tuesday through Sunday. I'll start off. My lineup's gonna be James Harden. I'm paying up ten eight. <clears throat> it's gonna make the rest of my lineup a little difficult, but he's got a pretty. He gets a great start to the week. He's got New York and Atlanta, two terrible defensive teams. He's gonna close out against Utah, which I'm a little concerned with. But the way he's playing right now with Chris Paul out, he's dishing out the assists. He's a double double machine. I think he's gonna hit at least one triple double either against New York or Atlanta. I'm willing to pay up there. So here's where my savings come in. At forward, I'm gonna go with Ed Davis from Portland. Mm. He's pulled down. 
Former UNC guy. Double-digit rebounds in four straight games. He's averaging only seven points, but he's only scored less than six once. I, I just need him to hit 20 points at least two nights out of the week. If he could hit it all three, I'll be okay. Um, and then finally, I'm going to go with Frank the Tank Kaminsky. He's coming off of a little illness. He missed the last game. They'll play tonight, but then he doesn't have to play again until Wednesday, so I'm counting on him being healthy by then. Uh, he's been playing really well. Um, he's got a, Mil- a matchup against Milwaukee, who he's already scored 20 against. They're allowing the fourth most points to centers. Uh, San Antonio and Minnesota, a little tougher, but he's he scored 20 points, I think, three times this, this year already. Going with Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank, all right. Uh, my guard's going to be C.J. McCollum. He's sitting at 7,000 right now. He's going against Utah on Wednesday, like Aaron said, it's a little iffy matchup. But Thursday, he gets a juicy one versus the Lakers. And then Sunday, he goes against OKC. My forward's going to be Paul Millsap. He has it, I haven't heard much about him this year, but I'm feeling like it's going to be a breakout week. Okay. He's got great matchups. Saturday against Golden State, who, like you said, they don't, they don't defend the big man that well. Wednesday, he plays Toronto, and Friday, he plays Miami. Whiteside's still been iffy with a knee injury. Yep. So maybe if he sits, I'm lucky if he sits out there, catch a break. My center is going to be Enos Cantor. He's been pretty good. Yeah, he has. Uh, Wednesday, he's got the Rockets. Friday, he's got a juicy matchup versus Phoenix. They haven't def- they haven't been defending anybody, and Sunday, he goes against the Pacers. All right, now we don't have a bet idea yet this week, so what I think I actually want to do is let's throw it out to pull Twitter, it? let's throw it out pull to the it? fans. Yeah, all right. Our first we'll, poll. We'll take any and all yeah. suggestions. Just let's try and get them in by. Let's let's try and have a decision by Wednesday. So start start throwing them in. Uh, you you can get at us via Twitter, uh, text, however you want to do it. Email. We'll throw that all out at the end. Give us your suggestions for a bet. We're not going to do a damn tattoo, so don't don't. We're three weeks in. We've already escalated yeah. way too much as it is. Yeah. So don't throw out anything. No tattoo. Nothing permanent. Let's yeah. Nothing, nothing permanent. permanent but like to the body. We're open to suggestions. So let's let's throw that out to the uh, the audience, <clears throat> and we'll get back. We'll post via Twitter on Wednesday once once we've got a, a definite decision on what that'll be. Now before we get out of here. It is time for JK to pay his due. And, you know, like every bet between a, a couple of guys, there's a stupid level of escalation that's happened. We went from a t-shirt to literally the hottest pepper in the world. Uh, this thing's like one million Scoville units, which I don't know what the hell that means. It's like it's like war. Nobody really knows what the hell is Scoville. Scoville units? Uh, yeah, you can look it up. They say, they say that it actually means something. I don't think it does, but it's really friggin' hot. Uh... And before you before you eat this bad boy, JK, I, I wanted to read you a couple of reviews okay. about this pepper. <clears throat> First review. Oh my god. Never again. <laughs> Next review. This pepper was spawned from the 14th circle of hell. Oh, dear. Three exclamation marks. Didn't even know hell had 14th circles. <laughs> After about 45 seconds, it felt like an industrial strength welding blowtorch was searing my tongue. <laughs> Sounds good. This one is, uh, I like this one. Clean your bathroom beforehand. Make sure your toilet and bathroom floor are clean, as you will be spending a significant amount of time curled up in the fetal position, praying for the sweet release of death. (laughs) God. (laughs) All right. All right, JK. Now, you're not going to get any judgment from me if you don't want to eat the whole thing, but I did watch a 12-year-old boy and a couple teenage girls down the entire thing, so... Well, you know, the internet is really the one who's ultimately going to judge you, so you you do you... We've got Where's some, that milk? We've got some ice cream here. Should we move we got a little milk. Yeah, let's go. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Show the good people. Uh, give them a look at the pepper real quick. Look at that nasty thing. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Oh God. Oh. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you going back for more? <laughs> Are you kidding? <sighs> That's hot. <laughs> He's going for the milk. Got the milk going down. Little, little wash downs. What what are we feeling right now? Take us take us through the experience, James. <laughs> Heat wise, where are we at? It stings the nostrils <laughs> in a terrible way. <laughs> we were gonna uh, do the chip challenge, but somehow that got thrown out the window. So <laughs> being a hot sauce guy, it's more like the top of the roof of your mouth. Roof of the mouth? Does it, does it feel not too bad in the throat? No, it's like uh, yeah, it's like roof of the mouth. Ooh. Does it feel like it's intensifying? Does it kind of ramping up or no? Oh, it's just like the roof of my mouth is on fire. You know, I was really hoping for some hiccups. I'm disappointed. You sure you don't want to go back for one more bite there? You know, just <sighs> just take the whole thing down. <laughs> you set? Oh. It's going right. to start to hit you? <laughs> yeah, now it's like in my tongue. <laughs> oh. For those not watching along, it's just the face of a man going through a lot of anguish right now. We'll put this on YouTube. Oh, so. it'll be there. Oh, please uh, follow the uh, the Fanball channel at Fanball on Twitter. Follow us at Fanball underscore WATV. Uh, check out Fanball.com for some great fantasy basketball action every night. We've got some great contests, some great GPPs with some space open tonight, as a matter of fact. Ooh. We're live on Periscope on Mondays every week at 6. You can follow me at Aaron J. Whitlock. You can follow JK at JK underscore the Vaughn. And you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, and we'll, of course, upload this to YouTube as well. Thanks for for sticking around with us, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) Well, maybe not JK. I don't know if he'll be here, but, but I will be.